It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It is 6.07 on a Saturday morning, 61 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden, and I am Walter Reeves, and we are here to help you and you and you and you and you to be more successful this morning doing whatever you want to do as long as it is outdoors in the garden, in your landscape. Or, frankly, if you have indoor plants, it can be there too. But if you have any kind of problems, and lots of people, including yours truly, have problems with their plants. If you have a problem with your plants, if they are not doing to suit, you can give me a call. All I have to do is call 404-872-0750. An easy number to remember, 404-872-0750. Get to talk to Ashley for just a minute. That's even more exciting than talking to me because she is the world's best traffic reporter in the earth. She's awesome. So you get to talk to Ashley for a minute, and then she'll turn you over to me, and you and I will talk for a minute. And, you know, there's no need particularly to be nervous. It's just you and me talking on the phone. You've talked to somebody recently on the phone, right? You know how it works. You press the little buttons, and then you lift it up to the ear, and then you talk. Although I will admit, I am not going to dismiss nervousness entirely because I am sometimes on the radio and sometimes in interviews and stuff. And I sometimes get pretty nervous myself, waiting, waiting, waiting. Are they going to turn me on? Can they hear me? Am I going to be there? We'll figure it out. Call me, 404-872-0750. Particularly call me if you've got questions about bulbs, although I'm about to answer the question that you have about bulbs before you even ask it, which is, is it time to plant bulbs now? Yes, it is. Okay, now you know. Yeah, the fall is the best time in the world, of course, plant spring flowering bulbs. That includes daffodils, narcissus, tulips, some of the early uh, irises, and this is just the best time now in particular because the soil is still warm. The soil is still really, really warm. It's still in the mid-60s, I think, right now. And so the roots of anything that goes into the ground, including, for that matter, shrubs and trees, but in particular bulbs, when you put the roots into the ground, then they have a long time between now and easily the middle to the end of November before they really have to stop because of the cool dirt. So if you put bulbs in right now, the roots will just go crazy. They grow, 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 grow. Sometimes the bulb will put up a few inches of foliage on top to absorb just a little bit of sunshine. That's fine. Not going to hurt anything for a narcissus or a tulip or something to poke up a little couple of leaves off the top of the ground. But then they go dormant for the rest of the wintertime until, well, sometime in February, I guess, when things start warming up just a little bit and the roots start growing again. The foliage pushes itself up just a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. March comes. All of a sudden you get the early daffodils, then mid-March, early April, and the tulips come bopping out. And then you've got some bulbs to look at and be proud of, and they will look gorgeous. But again, one of the keys is when do you plant it? Plant bulbs now. All the spring flowering bulbs can go in the ground now. And typically, we I would say, I would recommend to people to plant them earlier in October because typically we have, we have an earlier 
cool season earlier fall than we had this year, where you know it was 90 degrees back around the 1st of October, and that is a little warm to be planting bulbs. That If you plant them when the soil is that warm, the bulbs will, they grow for such a long time, they sort of exhaust themselves, really and truly. They exhaust themselves. They don't have quite the pretty flowers in the spring they would have if you waited until the soil is just a little bit cooler, until air temperatures are just a little bit cooler in the fall. To answer your question, is it time to plant your bulbs right now? Yes, it is. Second question, what should I fertilize them with? You know, anything that you can put into the soil with them, I think, is perfectly fine. Bone meal, you know, Grandma used to use bone meal. And used to be bone meal had a good bit of nutrition in it. It had some nitrogen, had a lot of phosphorus, a lot of potassium in bone meal. But the common, ordinary, everyday bone meal now doesn't have a lot of nitrogen. Nitrogen is what forces leaf growth. And so a bone meal that doesn't have a lot of nitrogen in it doesn't really help the bulb all that much. Yes, it has phosphorus, but it doesn't need that much phosphorus in the ground. So I think any other kind of fertilizer, there are specially formulated bulb fertilizers. You could use time-release fertilizers like Osmocote. You could use the slow-release natural fertilizers like uh, Melorganite or uh, Holytone, one of those. And all of those work fine. But fertilizing when it's early in the season for a bulb is probably a lot better for it. Now, probably it is a lot better for it than to fertilize late. And that's the time when you think, oh, man, I should be fertilizing my bulbs. It's April. <laughs> all the leaves are up in my bulb. What happens in May? All the leaves fall off. Do they have time to absorb nutrients? Not a lot of time to absorb nutrients from what's on the ground that you applied in April. The time to put fertilizer down for bulbs is now. Just when you plant the bulb, now is a great time to do it. Do it now. Get your bulbs planted. Get them fertilized. And my friends, you are going to have some good-looking flowers next spring. Coming up in the next half hour, Stephen and Marietta wants to know, he's got a sago palm in a pot. What's he going to do with it now? Stephen obviously knows that they freeze in the wintertime. Betty and Tucker wants to know about putting halts of pre-emergent on her St. Augustine. We've got Kristen Sugar Hill waiting for us as well. But first in line this morning, our friend Nicole from Griffin, Georgia. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Nicole, are you there? Where's that microphone? Nicole, I think we're missing a microphone, pushing a level on the microphone somewhere up, uh, Paul. Nicole, hang tight. We'll get with you. Hold on. I'm hearing nothing. All right, well, hold on to that. We'll get Nicole in just a little bit. Let's try one more person to see if Stephen can come in. If not, then we'll figure out our switches and get that done a little bit later. Stephen and Marietta, can you hear me this morning? Yes, I'm here. Oh, you can hear me then, Stephen. Well, what's going on with your Sago Palm? Well, just uh, we got in a pot, and uh, I know winter's coming up. Yeah. And uh, I need to bring that inside, and uh, what I need to do. Only when it's going to be really cold, Stephen. Honestly, you could leave the Sago out until it gets 28 or below outdoors. Okay. Sagos will be pretty pretty good for that temperature. Okay. A lot of people do bring them in, but as you know, they get pretty darn big. And so yeah. you don't necessarily have to bring it in until it gets 28 degrees. If you have room for it, eh, go ahead, bring it in. But I think you're okay. fine to leave it out for a little while longer anyway. All righty. All righty. Thank you, sir. Thank you for calling, Stephen. I think we got Nicole back on the line. Let's try it again. Hey, Nicole, good morning. 
Miss Arif. Miss Nicole, it's good to hear your voice. Same here, same here. There's always surprise stuff on Saturday morning, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes we can't figure <laughs> out. We got more. Paul has more buttons and things to push, more lights, more screens to look at. And who knows where where you went just now, but you're here now. That's all that counts. Yes, yes, yes. You were talking uh, about Croatia? Croatia, yes, where I was, sure. I, I look on the map, and I was telling myself, boy, in the water. And then you were telling me that um, at 8 o'clock you would talk to me about flowers, and I missed it. Can you oh, repeat yourself? I don't think I talked so much about flowers. I talked about... What was it last Saturday? I talked about it at 8 o'clock. There was a show, a big show that you went. Oh, the flowers of the Allsmere, the Allsmere uh, flower auction. Um, I don't have time to do that right now, but I will right. tell you and all our other listeners too, Nicole, thank you for reminding me, that if you have an Instagram account, Instagram, you know, is an app on your phone that you can look at people's pictures they post. If you have an Instagram account, you can go and look for Walter Reeves or Georgia Gardner, one or the other, and you'll find me. I think it's going to be on a Georgia Gardner, Nicole, and say the pictures of All Spirit. I have a description under each picture of what's going on. That would work. That kind, what kind of flower were they? Oh, man, every kind of flower in the world, Nicole. Oh. There were, I mean, hydrangeas, of course, pretty big, huge, just, just as far as I could see, hydrangea flowers, both in pots and cut flowers. They had tulips. They had... Uh, roses. They had uh, all the tropical uh, houseplants and all, a lot of greenery in there as well. Green things, ferns and things like that. It didn't have flowers on them. Unbelievable numbers. Just unbelievably big. Big big deal. Allsbeer Flower Auction Amsterdam. That's where so we're they bring the best that they have and put it in auction? Yeah, right, exactly. And the flowers from all over the world. I mean, flower growers all over the world ship their flowers over light, usually on an airplane, to Amsterdam, and in Amsterdam they assemble them together, and the flower brokers, they buy them, they, they bid on them, get it auctioned off, and the brokers are representing retail people like, well, like Pike Nursery, like your local Kroger, like your local uh, flower shop, and they, you know, get the flower after a day or so that the brokers bid on it, and here they are in Atlanta, in Griffin, coming from Amsterdam. So they all Patent, like uh, you cannot reproduce those kind of flowers, isn't it? A lot of them are patented flowers, but not every one of them. I mean, hydrangeas, some are patented, some are not. So I guess it just depends on which which variety they've grown for the for the auction. So it's the top of the line, and yeah. then it comes from our grower after that that multiplies. Could be or? anywhere in in Europe. Could be from uh, South America, from Colombia even. They could fly from Colombia to Amsterdam and then from Amsterdam back to the United States. It could be in Spain and Portugal where they have a lot of flower growing down there. Uh, just anywhere the flowers are well grown, that's where they come from, to Amsterdam to be auctioned off. So the variety that we have now, because sometimes we never saw those flowers come to springtime. There's always something new. It comes from that market, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's something that's blooming in January in South Africa. There's the hydrangeas and things like that in New Zealand. They have lots and lots of hydrangeas. And so the hydrangea growers there ship their flowers to Amsterdam so that you can have a pretty blue hydrangea in January in Atlanta. Oh, I must love to see that, Mr. Reed. Nicole, I got one more thing I want to say before we have to part. That is, last Saturday, you and I were talking about how long it has been since you've been calling the show. 
And you referred me to Teresa Shrum, who used to screen calls for the show. And I texted Teresa, and she texted back and said, I started screening in June 2001, Teresa said. Nicole started calling somewhere around September, October of 2001. So, Nicole, you have been calling the show for 17 years. Yes, I was. that was my first house, and I, I did rely on you every Saturday morning. Then I went to a master gardener. Yeah. Right. And because I needed to know so much, and I know I'm not the only one. When you first buy a house, it's empty, and you want it full. You're the only one who's called me for 17 years, though, Nicole. All right. <laughs> one day you'll host the show for me. Nicole, it's great talking to you. We'll see you next Saturday. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day as well. It's 619. We'll be back after this. Get breaking news, weather, and traffic updates all weekend on WSB and the WSB radio app. And join us Monday for Atlanta's Morning News. My special guest at 8 a.m., Republican candidate for Governor Brian Kemp. Loves your mama, loves Jesus. In America, too, she's a good girl. She's crazy about Elvis, loves horses. Well, everybody's going to be crazy about Elvis. Of course it is. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Light showers this morning, leading to a pretty cloudy afternoon. High of 70, low of 39 overnight. Maybe 44. I think 39 is a little low for tonight, perhaps. Sunday sunny and high of 62, a low of 41. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Betty in Tucker, Georgia joins us. Hey, Betty, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's up? Well, I put out halts on my St. Augustine last week. Good. And I kept reading, thinking I should uh, water it in, but it did not tell me to water it in. Should I have? Yes, you should have, but... Theoretically, if it rains this morning, it's taken care of, Betty, so you don't have to worry too much about it. If it doesn't rain in Tucker, get the sprinkler out there, and you do need to water halts into the ground. It has to dissolve in the soil before it keeps the weeds at bay. Well, that's what I thought, but it didn't mention it, so I didn't do it. Well, uh, is it all right to use halts uh, in the spring, too? Uh, yeah, to prevent the crabgrass. Yeah, it'll uh-huh. do it both, both ways. It does the winter weeds uh, put down usually in uh-huh. September, but now it's all right. And then March, first couple of weeks in March next year. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Oh, it's a pleasure talking to you, Betty. Thanks so much for calling. Okay. 626 on a Saturday morning. By the way, one of the things I want to mention is that as many of you know, I'm a great supporter of the of the newspaper, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I've been asked, why do you care so much about the newspaper? Why not just get, get our news from online, from the TV, from radio, for that matter? Why the newspaper? I'll tell you why. Because newspaper has the newspaper here in Atlanta, the AJC, has the resources and the time it takes to thoroughly investigate something, and good things come out of that. And one of the things I was really, really impressed to see was that the AJC and WSB-TV went together and did a whole series of reports on mm, reluctance, let's say, on the mayor's office to be forthcoming and uh, transparent about things they had done and paid people and personnel decisions they had made. And the AJC and WSB forced them to do it and then got a legal settlement in the last couple of weeks. And they did not keep the legal settlement. Neither the news organization thought it would be right to keep it. They donated it to an organization that will keep the politicians and the political people of Georgia in 
their place and keeps them telling us what is really happening online. It's 628 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 6.36 on a Saturday morning, still 61 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Rees. I'm here to help you be more successful. All you got to do is ask a question. We don't care if you use your real name. We don't care if you use your real town, where you're from. We basically don't care. As long as it is a question about gardening, Ashley Frasca and myself, we will answer any question you've got. Let's see. We go to Ryan first, Michael and Fayetteville after that, Bob and Marietta after that. So Ryan up in Gainesville, join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Ryan. Hey, man. Uh, you there? All right. Um, I have got some muscadines on order from Ison's, and they're supposed to come sometime in November. Awesome. And I was just wondering if anything was special that I need to put on the, uh, in the soil for bare root, and also sun requirements. I see muscadines growing in the woods all the time, but uh, what exactly do I need? What, what do they need for sun requirements? Uh, second question first, I guess. They would prefer the more sunlight you can give them, the better off they'll be. The ones in the woods, yes, grow up in the trees, but you know, that's why you see them in the trees. They're looking to get away from the tree and get out on top where they can find some sunshine. So you'll yeah. get more grapes if you have more sunshine. Um, that said, the best preparation you can do would be to make a nice wide area. It doesn't have to be deep at all. They don't have deep roots at all, Ryan. They like, uh, let's say, six to eight inches maybe. Shovel up real good, made soft. If it's really hard clay, then add some organic matter, chicken manure, horse manure, or something. And a big, oh, eight-foot diameter circle around each plant needs to be shoveled and smoothed and, you know, just made to be welcoming to the muscadine. Great. Thank you very much. When you get them, very likely, Ryan, if they're, bought, if they're shipped bare root to you, then they'll be wrapped up in paper and plastic to keep the roots from drying out. And so when you plant them, um, you'll take a little bit of the dirt off the top of this area that you prepared for them. And what I do is put it in the wheelbarrow just to store for a few minutes. And then I spread the roots of the bare root muscadine out. And I may peg it down with a piece of soil here and a rock there to spread the roots out nicely in all directions. And then the soil from the wheelbarrow goes back on top of everything, smooth it out nicely, pat it in, water it down good, and you're good to go. All right. Is there anything as far as... Uh I know they're pretty self-sustaining, but at the first year, is there any big watering requirements? I need to keep them like super watered, or um... yeah, they're they're really like you said, self-sufficient, self-sustaining. Ryan, muscadines. If you plant them bare root in the fall, they'll have plenty of root system for the spring and summer, unless they're really really dry in June or July next year. I wouldn't worry about watering them at all. So you find oh, wow. them there, fertilizing them once or maybe twice, one time when the leaves are first coming on in um, April. Another time in June would be nice, and that'll give them a great start. All right, perfect. All right. Drive safely, Ryan. We'll see you soon, man. We'll see you soon. We've got Michael from Fayetteville coming in next. Michael, hey, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How hey, are you this morning? I'm great, Michael. What part of Fayetteville do you live in, Michael? Uh, right near Fayette County High. Well, there, home of the Tigers. 
Yes, indeed. <laughs> I've been to, spent four lovely years in Fayette County High School, so I'm well aware of where you live. What <laughs> What can I do for you, Michael? Okay, I threw out. Um, I call it a yard in the in the summer and and in the um, cool season. I try to throw out annual rye and have mm-hmm. a lawn, and right. it's looking really good. And I probably over seed more than I need. And it's looking really good, but I've never, I don't get a lot of shade, uh, sunlight. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that possibly, I don't know if this is able to do, that um, to plant fescue or seed fescue rather uh, in the spring and possibly have something other than just crabgrass growing in the mm-hmm. yard in the summer. How much shade do you think he gets, Michael? I'm sorry. Uh, can you say that how again? much? How much shade does? How much sunshine does the lawn get in the summertime? May I through would say four, five hours. Uh, yeah, you could get fescue to grow in that. Yeah, um, you could plant. I mean, now really is the time to plant fescue, Michael. If you haven't yet planted rye, then I'd plant fescue now. Um, it grows. So I've, uh, I've already planted rye, and, okay. and gosh, it looks good. I've. <laughs> My wife asked me, so how many people did you have this week stop and ask me about it? Because I, 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 I cut it about every other day. Yeah, I'm sure you, know, you do. The prescribed height. Yeah. Next year, if the fescue looks sort of ratty by September or so, think about planting fescue in the fall. That is, This is the prime time to plant fescue seed. And it looks as good as ryegrass. Well, within 10%. It looks really good in the fall and winter. And then as summertime comes, it gets hot. Fescue, no matter where you're growing, it looks a little ratty in June and July. But uh, if you got the rye down now, it's going to look great. You're going to be mowing it, as you said, every other day. And then as early as you think it's warming up in February, even mid-February of next year, mow the rye as close as you can get down to the ground, maybe do a little aeration out there to get some holes in the ground and plant fescue seed then. February to mid-March is a good time for fescue in the spring and get the fescue going for the summertime. And again, if it looks pretty ratty by by July, August, then let's replant in September with fescue. Okay, that answers my question perfectly. Uh, I grew up in Muskogee County, was big in 4-H and sure. summer counselors and um, things through college. Did you ever know Claude Collier? Uh-uh. He was extension agent years ago. Mode McWhirter was the county agent in Muskogee County when I was a kid. Okay. I know that um, because I have a very clear picture of Mr. McWhirter and my county agent in Fayette County, who led the 4-H clubs for us, Aubrey Varner playing poker in the living room of one of the cabins at Rock Eagle. That was what the men agents did. They smoked cigars, played poker, and waited for their 4 acres to come in at night. That was their job. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, those days have, uh, have changed uh, at the Rock. <laughs> well, maybe not so much cigar. Well, the cigar smoking is gone. Poker, Rook. Hearts. Probably, probably still there's a little game there. A little there. bit of that going on. Well, <laughs> Michael, Mr. Collier, uh, he, he advised my daddy, who just really loved to um, uh, take care of the yard. He says, uh, Willis, main thing you do, just cut that grass. <laughs> <laughs> Keep her mowed. Michael, get back yeah. on the mower. When the sun comes up today, look out and see if it doesn't need mowing today or tomorrow. It's great talking yeah, to you, man. Well, I actually uh, actually work at a golf course, and that's um, um, I'm here now waiting yeah. for sunlight. But uh, 
Um, Walter, thank you very much. I always enjoy listening to you right before I hit my duties um, right. here at the golf course, and um, I appreciate all your help. We will see you soon. Thanks for calling. We've got Bob and Marietta joining us. Hey, Bob. Morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How can I help, Bob? Okay. I have seven plants on my deck, three of which are hanging. All of them are different species. One of them, tagged as Swedish Ivy, okay. is, is being eaten by a critter that I cannot see. Hmm. And none of the other plants are so affected. When you say eaten, give me some, what does the, what does the eaten look like? Are the holes or notches or yeah. what's going on? Yeah, the, the, the leaves are just eaten up with holes. Uh, this time of year, it's going to be caterpillars. It's too late, too late to be beetles or anything like that that feed on foliage. It's going to be caterpillars at this time of year. I believe I heard on your show or another show about some spray insecticide that I could use. Yeah, if you have caterpillars, there's a great organic kills every caterpillar it touches and doesn't hurt anything else other than caterpillars. The ingredient is B, like boy, T, like Tom. Just go to a garden center, go to a pike, and say, I need some BT for caterpillars, and they will give it to you, and you spray your Swedish ivy if they're still present. And, you know, quite honestly, Bob, as it gets colder, the caterpillars drop off of the plants. They pupate in the soil underneath your Swedish ivy or in the soil underneath the deck, maybe. And so you're really not going to catch many live caterpillars this late in the season. So you may have suffered all the damage you're going to suffer this this late. Well, I looked over the whole plant. Why can't I see what's chewing the plants? Because uh, they hide. <laughs> they hide. They hide in the soil. They hide next to the stems. Some of them are very small. Some of the little green caterpillars that are uh, on houseplants are three-quarters of an inch long and about as big as a pencil lid. They're not big. I'm just afraid to bring it inside for the winter until I take care of whatever critters there. All right, get get the BT then. That's easy enough. You, you still have a week or two or three. Get the BT, spray the Swedish ivy, leave it on for a day or two, and bring the plants in without any any fear there'd be caterpillars on them. It's BT what? It's, it's called BT. Just say go to a garden center and say, I need BT okay. for caterpillars. My hardware store... Didn't have that. Where would I get it? Pike. Go to the Pike over there in Marietta and tell them you need Pike. BT. How about Home Depot? I'm not going to say whether Home Depot would not would know what you're talking about or not. I know Pike would. So BT. BT. Boy Tom. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot. Hey, it's, thank, good talking to you, Bob. Thanks for calling. Let's go to the phones. We got oh, we got still lots of people in line here. Marion is in Berkeley Lake. Good morning, Marion. Good morning. Hi. Thank Thank you for talking to me today. Sure, Marion. What's up? Well, I received, well, actually, my mother received as a gift, calla lily in mm. a pot, you know, a beautiful when she was ill. Yeah. And I took it then and just stuck it in the ground, not expecting them to live at all. Yeah. And they have for years. And huh. because I wasn't expecting them to live, I didn't stick them in a place where I really wanted them to stay. Yeah. So now I'd like to transplant them. But I'm concerned about, am I risking losing them in the process, and is this the right time to do it, how how yeah. to do it? Yeah, now's a good time. The leaves, the foliage is sort of 
turning yellow and falling down, isn't it, right now? It, well, they're still green right now. They are falling over, but yeah, they're not they're, yellow yet. They're fine. They're going to they're lose the foliage pretty quickly anyway. The new place to put a Marion is pretty simple. They would love to have morning sun, but a little bit of shade in the afternoon when it's hot. They would love to be in a place where it doesn't dry out really badly in July, so a little moisture somewhere close to the house where you can water once in a while in July. Um, light fertilization is good, and one of the slow holly-tone, millorganite, things like that work nicely for calla lilies. And beyond that, they're pretty tough. Given the right situation to live in, they're pretty tough plants. Okay. All right, then. Thank All right, you very then. much. How long have you had them, Marion? I want to say about five Years Good now? for you. Good for you. Good deal. They deserve, at this point in their lives, they deserve a better place to live than what you gave them initially. So <laughs> move them around and make them happy. They'll be a lot okay. happier. Should I should I kind of divide them and move? You can, yeah. Do you see how the roots divide? The little bulbs will divide out really easily. So you may have, oh, 10 or 15 plants where you thought you had just five. Yeah, you can divide them now when you, when you okay. move them. Awesome. All right. All right. Good. Good. Thank you so much. Good talking to you, Marion. Thanks for calling in. It's 648. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slate, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Light showers this morning leading to a perhaps cloudy afternoon. High of 70, low around 44 overnight. Sunday, sunny. Sunday, sunny. And high of 72, low of 41. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Coming up right this very minute, Go-Go and East Cobb joins us. Hey, Go-Go, good, good morning. Hey, good morning. Well, I have the most beautiful oxalis that I've had on my deck this yeah. summer. Yeah. And I don't want to lose that. I want to know what should I do with it, and can I divide it? Can I, I would like to put it in some other places. I noticed that it really doesn't like a lot of sun. It, One of the things to remember about oxalis, Go-Go, is it'll do things you don't expect it to do. In other words, it'll lose all of its leaves, and you think, oh, man, it's dead. And then two months later, boom, up from the leaves again. It looks gorgeous for another two months, and then they all fade away, and boom, they come back again. As long as you keep it, in, if you're going to move it inside. you got it inside or outside right now? Right now say? it's outside. Okay. When um, it gets a little colder, you can leave it out until the end of the month easily. But when okay. you bring it inside... Put it in a relatively sunny window inside, not just up in the corner, but close to the window where you get some sunshine. Water it just enough to keep the soil moist, just a little bit on the moist side, not dry, not soggy, just a little bit moist. Let it look great. It will look great. And then one day you'll say, oh, my leaves are falling off. Don't worry about it. It's going to come back. Great. So I should bring it in, though. I can't leave it out all winter. I know people who do, and they get frozen pretty regularly, so I would say, no, if you like the oxalis, bring it in in a sunny window, you'll be fine. I love it. It's it's the most beautiful purple color, and, yeah. and it blooms pink, and it's just it's beautiful. And can I divide it? Can I? Yeah, some of them, if it's been there for a while, in the pot for a while, if you 
take it out and look at it a little bit, look at the root system. A lot of times you can divide it, be one or two or three, maybe little offsets off the main plant, and you can take those off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I will do that. I will bring it in. I have a sunroom that has skylights and windows all the way around. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be happy for the winter. All right. Thanks for calling. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Coming up in the next half hour, Tammy in Sandy Springs says her lilacs aren't looking real good. What are we going to do about that? Kevin in Swanee has a Bermuda lawn. Wants to know what should he do for mowing to get prepared for the winter. Anna in Lithonia needs some ideas for a flowering bush in memory of her mom who's recently passed away. We'll figure that out with Anna as well. Our number 404 8720750. 404 8720750. You get to talk to Ashley Frasca and then to me. We'll see you right after news.